Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Ugh. You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids Presents! Potatoes are the best, and also toads aren't real. Please eat my toes and make a piece of raw broccoli cheese and tum yum. Also, rats are best. Wow. Um, thanks to Laughing Ninja for that intro, um, which nicely goes with their question being answered on this week's show. That doesn't often happen, but the timing was perfect. Um, hang on, though. Are toads not real? Are they just frogs who've had a bad week or snot that's really, really angry? I was certain that toads were a real thing, but I have to say, now that Laughing Ninja sent that in, I'm I'm starting to wonder. But then, if rats are the best, is the toads thing a rumour that rats were trying to spread so that everyone thought they were the best animal instead of toads? It's very hard to know, isn't it? Also, please don't eat my toes. I need them, otherwise my shoes won't fit and I will fall over a lot, so uh, thanks. Um, What I mean to say is sorry. Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from... And everything in between. I'm Tiernan and I'm sorry, but that toads thing is really bothering me. I'm sure I've seen a toad before at a zoo and on nature programmes where someone like David Attenborough would say, There is a toad. It is definitely real. I swear I'm not telling fibs. And what about all the stories of frog and toad? Was toad just frog's imaginary friend all along? What about toad on the road? Was there just a road with nothing else on it? And who was that in Wind of the Willows? Who who drove the car too fast? Was it no one? Linda. Linda, do toads exist, Linda? Have you seen one before, Linda? Do you exist, Linda? Ah, strange. I was certain in the collection of farting animals that you will keep sending in and now live on my mantelpiece, that there was a farting toad. Let me just check. No, that's a salamander. No, that's a screaming rain frog. That's a walrus wearing a green hat. So weird. Where did it even get a green hat from? What about the meal toad in the hole? What's that named after? Oh, I suppose it doesn't actually have toads in it, does it? It has sausages which don't look like toads. Toads don't even look like sausages. Why would they call it toads? Maybe that was all made up. What about when cars get towed away? I know it's spelt different, but is that not real either? I feel so confused by all of this. If toads aren't real, who invented them? Hmm, this has messed me up. Laughing Ninja did also send in this joke, um, I should say. Uh, What did the cookie say before it got stepped on? 
crumbs. <laughs> Excellent joke. And also only really works with cookies, doesn't it? Like, it wouldn't work if snails shouted squelch before you stepped on them. That would just be a bit sad. Uh, or I suppose if you stepped on a toad. Oh, sorry. All I can think about is how toads supposedly don't exist. I am going to dig deeper into this fake toad conspiracy. But for now, um, I need to let all you listeners know uh, that uh, as you're probably a teensy weensy bit aware, Christmas is coming up. Or as some of you might call it, Crimbo or Xmas or Christmasy-wissy or Christmaloosa or Christmas o'clock or Steve's Big Day. Um, whatever you call it, it is happening soon. And that means, like every year, there will be a Christmas special radio nonsense. And that means... Wait, what does it mean if toads don't even exist? Oh, yeah, no, sorry, it's got actually nothing to do with toads. What it means is I need your Christmas or wintertime or Father Christmas or snow people or... Elf-based questions. If there anything you want to ask about that time of year, um, even sort of Hanukkah ones, New Year ones, uh, Chinese New Year ones, anything really. Um, I know that's a bit later. But just any questions that could be asked around that time of year. That would be great. Um, and if you could send those in before the 15th of December, then I will get our special Christmas guest to answer them for you. And of course, uh, you can do that by getting your glum bums, I'm sorry, grown ups, to help you email me at podcast.comedyclubforkids.co.uk. You can, of course, also send in questions about anything else at all, too. I do still need normal questions as well. I say normal questions. None of your questions are normal. Send in whatever weird questions you like. They are very welcomed. Um, And if those same grown-ups fancy signing you up to the advert-free Linda edition to help support this show, they can do that on Apple or by the links in the podcast blurb to Acast Plus or Patreon. And I would just like to say a huge thank you, thank you, to everyone who's signed up so far. It is so lovely that you've all joined. I will see if I can do something um special for you coming up over the christmas period um also do check out our t-shirts at comedy club for kids store and there is not much time left to order one for christmas if you want to get one for anyone else um and also do check out all our live shows at comedy club for kids as we've got loads of special christmas ones a couple of which i'm going to be doing so do come and say hello after if i'm there um that is of course if i'm not too busy trying to work out just what's happened to all the toads Hang on a second. I haven't thought to even search online. Let me check. Toads are us. Interesting. That's a thing. So toads must be a thing. Well, I'm going to investigate this more. And while I do, you listen to this most importantest bit. It's Mr. Toad. I can't believe it, but here on the podcast is Melissa McGlenzie, a.k.a. Melissa McGlenzie, who carries with her a spare knee, a.k.a. Meljamin McGee, the phantom omeletteer, and as all our Corsican-speaking listeners know you, Ehi, Medevi and Sandwich. But of course, Melissa, you are most famous for being the only person in the world to do reverse skydiving, where you leap onto a plane from the ground, for your very popular guides on how to do DIY just using Play-Doh, and who could forget your award-winning, world-touring dance spectacular called, Ugh, get that off my shoe. Um, Melissa, how are you? It's so lovely to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, if you could also please greet my spare knee, uh, he likes to be acknowledged. Oh, yes, of course. Is, is, does he have a name? Yeah, it's right here on his name tag. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Um, is that is, is that a Glenacy? Is it, does it say Glenacy? It does. It's Dr. Glenacy, actually. 
Dr. Glenacy. Right. Well, uh, hello, Dr. Glenacy. It is lovely to meet you. And I must say, actually, um, I wasn't, I, I, I don't mean to sort of stereotype knees. I've never seen a knee with a face uh, before. And so I wasn't expecting that, but it looks, um, looks great. Yeah. Really, uh, really good knee. Is he, is he doing okay? He's doing great. Uh, he doesn't speak, but he does prefer if you don't make too much eye contact. So maybe avert, can you sure. avert your eyes? Thank you. Yes, that's, yes, that's fine. I will not, I will not stare at your, uh, your spare knee. Is it, is it, um, that's hard. Is it, you've learned to kind of speak knee or, or how do you communicate? I am fluent in knee. Yes. Right. Did that take long to learn? It it really did, because as far as I know, it is an extinct language. So it was quite a bit of work. Yeah, yeah, I bet it I bet it was. Do your I, I sort of feel I've got to be very careful here because I don't want to offend uh, Dr. Glenacy uh, at all, but I don't really know anything about the knee culture or, in fact, kind of knee history. Um, do, do your knees communicate with 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 your spare knee or is that kind of a does he kind of operate? on his own <laughs> terms <laughs> <laughs> that's deeply offensive right okay sure yeah. right uh right. but yes we are all in communication and um knee while a difficult language to apprehend once you've got a handle on it it's a really easy gateway to elbow to wrist to ankle you know so i, I wow. highly recommend everyone take a swing at it and it opens up a whole gateway of joint languages that you just didn't know you had access to and is is that good or does that make moving around very noisy? Well, you do become attuned to the constant screams, but um after that it's just right. yeah. Right. After right. that it's That's... all just colorful storytelling, really. Okay. I mean the screams sound that sounds awful. Is it that, is distracting. Is that sort of... Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell but you when what. does that kick in? Uh, I'll tell you what, if I'm ever at the park and a group of joggers go by, you'll see me just hit fetal position pretty quickly. Wow. Yeah. I I think you've just summed up right there why going jogging is a bad idea. Yeah. In my opinion, definitely. Yeah. Do you think of these, um, you know, and I, I don't know if there are any campaigns set up for this, you know, are, are all these like Olympic athletes and all these people that do all this kind of uh, work that really puts their joints under pressure, should there be some sort of campaign to stop them, to stop stop that, you know, stop those sports from happening? You know, it's not my place to speak for the knees, but, um, oh, sorry, hold on. I am I am getting a word from the doctor right here. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Dr. G does think we should put our efforts into that. Yeah, not enough people talking mm -hmm. about you know, how wrong it is to really just wear those knees out. He says, sit on the couch most of the day, every day, you're doing your knees a favor. I wish more people could speak knee. That's exactly the kind of campaign I could get behind. Um, and I think I wouldn't go on a march, you know, a protest, because that would be mm -mm. the opposite of what the, the knees would want. Yeah. I would I'd just campaign from my sofa. Yeah, that would be counterproductive otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How does it... Um, how does it work with, uh, like, sometimes I see people wearing knee pads. Do knees like that? Is that like having a hat or is it like they, they, someone's, like, kind of covered up their face and they can't do anything? Uh, knee pads are, are there to silence knees. So anyone you see wearing some, that's basically, that's a, you know, that's a hand over the mouth of the knee so they can't hear it yell and say, hey, stop that. Wow. So skateboarders are really out of order. Yeah, they really are. It's upsetting. Knee borders, the worst. 
What was what was that? Knee borders. Knee borders. You heard of the sport of knee boarding? Or as you know, I have not. Wow. Well, the doctor likes to refer to it just as the atrocity. Um, (laughs) Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's it's a water sport where instead of a a board you stand on, perfectly acceptable, you kneel on it. Totally unacceptable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that? Because they can't be bothered to stand. Like, why? Why would you? Why would you do that? Unless you really ha- either you really hate knees, or you're quite lazy and you can't be bothered to stand up, or both, or both could be both. Yeah, that's really cruel. That's yeah. really cruel. I'm sorry that this took a dark turn. It's just I'm here to spread the the good word. No, but I think you should be. You know, we've we've not had um, a knee on the show as such before, and I think, as you say, it's important to give to give knees a voice, especially as they don't have one. Well, they do, but we don't. You know, we don't speak it. So, mm. do they have a voice, or is it? I don't know how. Maybe I've got this wrong. Do they just sort of communicate through movement? Yeah, it's like a series of pops and cracks, squeaks. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. To the layman ear, right. at least. To me, of course, I can decipher it into language. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I'm so pleased that we've got an expert like yourself on the show. We haven't, yeah. What, what do you call it? Are you like a, a, a joint a joint translator? What's yeah. your, what, what's the term for it? Right, no, you, it? you nailed it on the head, yeah. A joint translator, that's me. Wow. Wow, I, I'm quite impressed with myself. I never, that was that was just sort of taking words out of the blue and seeing what works. But I got I got the two right ones in the right order as well. Yeah, yeah. If you had said translator joint, that would have been incorrect. But you nailed it. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, well, this is turning out to be a better day than I thought it was going to be. Um, I, that's very impressive. Wow. And are you are you sort of? Um, I guess obviously you've got a lot of work cut out supporting knees and, and elbows and ankles. Are you, are you kind of busy mainly with that or, or have you got other stuff going on at the moment? Uh, yeah, well, that that is my main passion. But of mm. course, for a living, I do spend most of my time unicorn spotting. So between right. those two, right. I am quite busy. And is that, I mean, that's quite a hard job to do as well. Unicorns are known for being quite um, reclusive and... Mm-hmm. They don't really like to be spotted. Is that right? Correct. No. And if they did, I'll tell you what, more people would be would be a unicorn spotter. You know, if it was easy, mm-hmm. everyone would do it. But I don't I don't capture them. I don't interact with them really. I just look for them. That's my main gig. Right. And and then just when you when you see them, what do you do? You just point at them. Yeah, I say there's say one. Anything. Yeah. And that's a day's work, you know? that's wow yeah do you do you like because i like um tra- train spotters or bird spotters they'll keep like a little log like train spotters they like to write all the whichever the trains numbers are and you know when they sort and bird spotters will note the type and stuff and uh, do you have a like a little unicorn log um no actually i don't i just spot them right right yeah i prefer not to keep track i feel like that it feels like someone else's job, you know. I'm not a unicorn logger. I'm a unicorn spotter. Right. Sure. Sure. And you and I should just check you don't you don't like paint spots on them, do you? No, no, no. I wouldn't. 
that's someone else's job. That's the unicorn decorator, you know, again, in the unicorn industry, we really just, we keep to our lanes. So. Right. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, So, so if I was to ask how many you've seen to date, would you, would you know, or is that? I have absolutely no idea. No. Right. Right. I could tell you I saw one today. That's for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where was that? The corner store. Right. Yeah. And what what was it doing? Just buying some milk. Right. I didn't know unicorns did stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's quite a misconception that they're only out there in the misty woods and, you know, roaming on the plateaus. No, they're they live among us. They're just, you know, very low key. They're often putting a hat over that horn, a trench coat over that horse body. But if you know the signs to look for, you can see them. That's very clever of them. That's very clever. It's, it is that thing, isn't it? If sometimes just the, the easiest disguises are the ones that mean people don't recognize you. Well, of course. Like I said, if it was easy, everyone would be a unicorn spotter. Yeah. Is that, have, have you got Have you got tip? You know, if I, I don't know how many of our listeners would like to be unicorn spotters or perhaps may have already seen a, a unicorn. What's the kind of beginner's tips if it's something that you, you'd like to undertake and do? Well, that's a great question. My number one tip to young aspiring unicorn spotters out there, you see a top hat, you take a peek under it. Okay. That's my number one rule. You see a top hat out there in the wild, nine times out of 10, there's a unicorn horn under that thing. Wow. Now you do need permission. You can't just go tipping up every top hat you see. But if you ask nicely, nine times out of 10, you're going to get a horsey wink and you're going to get a sight of that beautiful unicorn horn. And then you can get yourself a logger. Again, not me. I'm not keeping a log, but you can find a unicorn logger and they can write that one down. Wow. I I mean, I, I've got so many, I've got so many questions. Firstly, I suppose is that, you know, when you say top hat, I think of, I think of two types of people. I think of very fancy people that go to operas and, and balls and things. And, and actually, have I been wrong or is it unicorns going to those events? Well, did you ever think to ask? I didn't know. I didn't ask any of them. I know they're too fancy. I wasn't really allowed in. They look yeah. at me and they think I'm too scruffy. I'm not, I get turned away. Well, next time you'll ask and you'll have your answer. That's it. Well, okay. Well, then the other question, I suppose the other people I consider to have top hats are magicians. And when you peek under their top hats, there's a rabbit. So what's happened to the unicorn? Did you ever think to look under the rabbit? No. Yeah. What? The distraction within a distraction. It's a very clever trick. That's remarkable. Yeah. That's all you, you that got to do is, is ask. I, yeah. And I suppose this is why they're magical beings. Exactly. Yeah. And magic is the best cover for magic. Right. Right. So by seeing you, because you've seen the magic, you wouldn't then think about the magic that's underneath that magic. Exactly. You've you've already shown me magic. Why would you hide a different kind of magic? The answer, why not? Why that's not? Wonderful. Yeah. That's so clever. I'm so impressed. Do you have a, a favorite type of unicorn that that's like you know the one that you, you you're most pleased to see? Oh, it's always a good day when you see yourself a rainbow sparkle, but. I myself in particular to like a, like a pearlescent glow. 
I tell you what, I only see a pearlescent glow unicorn every maybe 20 or 30 spottings. Wow. Wow. Really hard to see. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the lighting has to be right as well. The lighting's got to be right. It has a lot to do with the unicorn's diet. You know, some of it's genetic. It depends if they had a parent who was a pearlescent glow. But at the end, it's so beautiful. You don't question it. You're just happy you saw it. Yeah, I bet. I bet. It really must be. It really must be very, very remarkable. I mean, the, the things that you get to see in here, you're, you're out there, you're, you're hearing these the, the languages of joints. You're seeing the these unicorns. And I, I think, you know, I sort of, I hope a lot of our listeners aren't getting jealous, but maybe it's something they can aspire to because, you know, like, I mean, today I, I had a walk outside earlier. I saw two dogs. I saw a hedge. I saw some rain. That wasn't great. If I'd seen a unicorn with a pearlescent glow, I think I would feel a lot happier about my day. Yeah, I think that's accurate. For sure, you would. It's, you can't have a bad day when you've seen a, a PG, as I like to call them. A PG. Wow. that's And that's because because it stands for pearlescent glow. It's not because you need a, a parent with you when you see them. No, it stands for pearlescent glow. But it is a good idea to have a parent with you when you see them. That's right. That's just sure. good sense. Yeah. Sure, that makes yeah, that makes that makes sense as well, and and I suppose also for the safety of the unicorn, it's probably good to have a grown up in the vicinity. Yeah, in well, case you're a kid that likes to try and draw on everything, or exactly, you've got chocolate all over your hands, and that can really you know leave that for the unicorn way. decorators. Yeah, that's yeah. their job. Well, listen, Melissa, I mean, this is already so educational. I, I had no idea. You know, I knew I knew we were asking you on the show because uh, you're you're an expert and, and I have a question that I know that you are the person that can answer it. But I, I wasn't expecting to learn quite so much um, about not only knees, but also unicorns today. So thank you. Mm. Thank you for that insight. Um, it's, it's fascinating. I hope I hope a lot of listeners are very pleased to hear it. Um so I do have this question for you, though. But, but before I ask you that, I've got some sort of admin questions. Are you OK mm -hmm. with? Bit of admin? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Lay it on me. Great. Well, the, the first bit of admin is this is, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but this is an audio podcast. So most of our listeners do tend to listen to it with their ears, but they may also listen with their elbows. I actually know that's what I normally say, but now that you speak to joints, it's probably not. The elbows would be quite sad about that, wouldn't they? So, well, I was going to say they might listen with their elbows or their bums or wherever else, and we don't mind. We don't mind where they choose to listen, mm. but you might mind if they're listening with their joints rather than their ears. Maybe that's a... As long as they're not listening while kneeboarding, I do not mind. That's good. Okay, that's good. I'm glad we I'm glad we passed that. Well, well, because it's an audio podcast, I just wondered if you had a favorite noise that you could either make for us or at least tell us about. Oh, yes. Um, I would love to perform for you my favorite noise. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> that's that's my favorite noise. Did you get that? Or do you need another? I, I did. No, no, that was that was fantastic. Um, can I ask what it what it what what was what's that sound? What's that sound mean to you? That sound to me means freshly baked chocolate chip cookies on a rainy day. It means a perfectly cold glass of lemonade. You know. Wow. It means wow. a rainbow, a double rainbow, even means a fluffy warm pillow means everything yeah wow that's amazing because i i wouldn't have got, like that noise i i was sort of wondering is it a zombie is it is it like a kind of a machine is yeah. there something you know 
because it's, there's something there's there's something both calming and yet menacing about it. You know, that's fascinating that you say that because that particular noise that I made, it sounds different to everyone who hears it. So to you, right. maybe that's how it sounded. Maybe to our listeners, it'll sound different. But to me, yeah, that's the sound of freshly baked cookies and lemonade. That's amazing. Well, and how did you learn to make that noise? Is that after listening carefully to some freshly baked cookies and lemonade? Was that the kind of, did you train yourself up? Oh, that's a that's a whole nother long story. But let's just say I didn't spend three years in the Andes for nothing. Okay. I lived in a right. monastery in the mountains to learn that beautiful little number right there. Wow. Wow. And you were trained. So did you, uh, I, well, I understand this is a long story, so I won't, I won't, I kind of cut to the chase, but were you taught by other monks or is it kind of part of the ambience? Is it, you know, kind of sitting there and taking in the the environment, the atmosphere? Did it just kind of come to you? Oh, I was, I was trained by the monks, vigorous. Right. Vigorous training to come up with that that yeah. beautiful little sound there, yeah. Yeah, wow. And did they teach you any other skills as well? Oh, they did, and I would love to tell them to you, but then I would have to take you to the Andean mountains and leave you there for a few years. That's the rule, so. Yeah, I haven't, I I haven't really got the time to do that. You can't do that? You don't have a couple years right now? No, I've got I've got a really long list of, of things I have to do actually. I've got to like hoover the living room and I've got to buy um, some I milk see. and um yeah, so you know I don't I don't think I could I think if I went to And the Andes for a couple of years. I don't, also for I don't really know Andy and I and I don't know I don't know both I don't know well Andy or, or the other Andy or any of yeah. the Andy. So I think me turning up to their home and expecting to live there for more than a couple of years would probably they, I don't know if they'd like that. Yeah. Um, they would yeah. They would love it. But look, you have hoovering to do. That makes sense. I. It's really like there's a lot of crumbs on that floor. I don't I don't want someone to get hurt. Um, That's fair. Yeah. I don't want I don't want the room to be uh, overtaken by uh, hungry birds like pigeons or, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen if there are crumbs on the floor. And I don't want to risk that. That's a real concern, and I respect your decision. Thank you. Thank you. I, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but uh, listen, you know, it, it, what a noise. And um, I think the the training comes through in the sound. Mm. I think any listeners hearing that will think, wow, I'm, I'm hearing an expert. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that sound that, 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 that will mean something different to everyone. Who hears it? Quite remarkable. Not had anything like that on the show before, I have to say. Yeah. Um, this is the, the other bit of admin I do have to ask you. I don't know if your training will come into play here as well. Um, but this podcast is suitable for people of all ages, um, any age you can imagine, actually. I don't know if you're able to imagine an age. Yeah, I think I could if I tried, but I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. No, don't. I mean, if you don't need to. There's no reason to. Um, well, if you uh, if you could imagine age, it would be suitable for that. And if you can't imagine age, it's also suitable for that age too. Okay. Um, is not suitable for 100-year-olds. It's a very long story. I won't go into it. But every other age, it's fine. And so I just wanted to check if there are any rude words that you won't be saying to make sure this show mm. stays friendly for everyone. Mm. Thank you for doing this kind of check-in. It's really important. Um, there is one word that I will not be saying. And that is lollygag. Oh, right. Okay. Now, I, w- I want to be clear. I'm okay with the word lolly. 
I'm okay with the word gag, but when you put them together, you tear people apart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's deeply offensive to me. Yeah. You you just saying it made me feel a bit like a bit of sick came up. It it went back down. Oh, good. But I think if you'd said it again, it would have come right out. Okay. I won't. Yeah. Lollygag. Yeah. No, I'm glad you won't say lollygag on this show. It is, it's an awful word. Are you allowed to say the plural? Are you allowed to say lollygags? No, no, no form of lollygagging um, is allowed. I Again, lolly to your heart's content, mm. yeah. gag to your heart's content, put them together and yeah. that's a no deal for me. Can you make gags about lollies? Absolutely. Right, that's okay. As long that's as you're fine. putting some space between the two of those, that's fine. That's fine, that's fine. Okay, it's good, it's good to know the kind of boundaries um you know before we get into it because i wouldn't want i wouldn't want there to be a moment later on this show where the ideal moment to make a a joke or a gag about a lolly um or even sort of ice cream comes up and then you think well i've said i won't say this now i can't do this one this one joke but i you know it's good to know that no you can and that's you fine. definitely can yeah that's yeah. allowed that's great well thank thank you for not saying lolly gag i certainly wouldn't say it on this show uh, it's an awful word Thank you for giving me the space to not say lollygag. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, now, listen, um, Melissa, so we, we've had this question in, and I think I'm so pleased you're able to come and answer it because I think you are you are the person that can. Um, and I need to sort of uh, preface this by explaining, this has been sent in by uh, Laughing Ninja, who says, uh, I am Laughing Ninja and I ate Crying Ninja. Now, I don't know a lot about ninja orders or ninja ways. You might know more from your time staying with, with Andy and Andy and Andy. Mm. Um, but the I think, obviously, there was a crying ninja. Laughing ninja has succeeded them by eating them. Mm. Um, and they, they needed to tell us that before they asked this question. Does that Do you think that's going to change how you answer it at all? Yeah, I, I have to be honest with you. That is going to change how I answer this question. I'm a little intimidated. You know, I I myself am no ninja, but I have known ninjas before. Mm. And I guess my fear is if I can't answer this question properly, am I next on Laughing Ninja's eat list? That's my fear. Yeah. And was worrying, isn't it? And was crying ninja crying before Laughing Ninja ate them? That's my next. I have a lot of follow up questions here. It's tricky, isn't it? I sort of assumed that that like Laughing Ninja Crying Ninja was like a title, like maybe they'd earned it through years of training at crying, years of training at laughing. Oh. Like they're from different kind of uh, um, sects or, or groups of ninjas. Mm. Um, you know, like how you have different styles of martial arts. Mm. I assumed that maybe they were trained in the way of the crying, the way of the laughing. Um, but then, sense, then yeah. the question is, yeah, I mean, then the question is, how? What did Crying Ninja do when they were eaten by Laughing? Probably cried, cried more. Well, and is that why Laughing Ninja is laughing? Is Crying Ninja doing some tickling from the inside of Laughing Ninja? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? This it's question is a very good question. Sparked a lot of questions. A, a lot of questions, and I also wonder because ninjas, um, you've known ninjas, obviously. I have tried to know ninjas often they're very hard to get to know because they, they you know they hide a bit like the unicorns actually quite elusive very avoidant yeah yeah really and and you know especially as ninjas are meant to kind of be silent and deadly but if they're crying and laughing the whole time i think probably be a lot harder to sneak up on people yeah 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to decide and picturing in my head, which is more intimidating, a silent ninja or one that is silently crying. I think, I think I'd be a little more freaked out by the silently weeping ninja sneaking up yes. on me. But I, I do think the scariest of the three options is the silently laughing ninja. Yeah. That's the one that I, and not even just because we know that laughing ninja ate crying ninja. That's not influencing me here. It's just the image in my head. I, it's true because I ate crying ninja. At least they're, maybe they're crying. So thinking, I don't want to be doing this ninja work. I wish I had a different life as, you know, a a shoe mender or I don't don't know what other job they might care for. Looking after Shetland ponies, something different. Mm -hmm. Whereas Laughing Ninja is like really happy they're about to eat you or or do whatever. Yeah. That can't be good. No. I don't know if we should be answering Laughing Ninja's (laughs) question. I'm sort of a bit worried that we're encouraging them. I am a bit worried, but I think we came here to do a job. Mm. That's true. That is true. And you're a very professional person. I appreciate that, Melissa. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping me on track with, with this show. Uh, well, listen, Laughing Ninja's question. It's a big question. I hope you're 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 feeling ready for it. Um, this question is, in fact, it says, my question is, if farts are called bottom burps, why can't burps be called up farts? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's big. It's <laughs> a big question. It's a question of our times, in a way. That's right. That's right. Wow. Again, yeah. all these questions, they summon more questions. Like, what about a butt sneeze? Whoa. If a face yeah. is a sneeze, is a fart then a butt sneeze? I i tell you my worry about a butt sneeze is when you sneeze, like often when you see people sneeze, they go, ah, 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 So if you're, if you're, if your butt was to be like, like, I don't know how it would do that beginning bit. Yeah. And it's quite sudden. There'd be something quite scary. Like farts often like eke their way out. They yeah. take, they sometimes take their time. A, a, a sneeze is quite powerful and sudden and I yeah. could propel you forwards. Yeah. Yeah, that is a difference between the two. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but worried, but you'd be all right it, it, if 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 you've got a bottom burp, a bottom sneeze, a bottom a bottom cough, a bottom cough, perhaps. Mm. But maybe we're looking at the wrong end. You know, what about mm. the top end? What? Yeah. Uh, why isn't a burp? called a top fart why isn't it called a mouth fart yeah yeah it's it's a good question i mean sometimes burps can be pretty stinky yeah you know what would would you permit me i'm sorry maybe this is out of order but would you permit me to do a little experiment right now yeah, no, go for it, please. Okay. That's very exciting. This yeah. is if this is too rude for our listeners, you can cut this out. But okay. I think in the name of science, something must be studied. Okay, here we go. Ready? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! Yeah how how did that how did that feel? Was that did that feel did that feel like an up fart? It felt like a top fart. Yeah. Mm. 
Felt a bit like a top fart. Yeah. What would you say? Were there any factors that meant it, it didn't quite qualify as a fart for you? Was there anything that? Well, it it, it was coming out of my top mouth. So mm. it did yeah. feel <laughs> it did feel to me like uh it definitely wasn't officially a fart, perhaps. Mm. Um, unless we are bending these descriptions. But as I was thinking about burping, I was thinking, what does this want to be called? And I felt like that burp specifically wanted to be a mouth sneeze. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's how they want to be like you can't you can't class these uh, motions as something they don't want to be. Yeah, I think they should have a say in it. Mm. Do you do you have any burps in you? Do you want to give it a shot? I do you know what I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you a sad story in that ever since school I have been unable to conjure burps at will. I can and, and I was the only one. All my friends, they could burp the alphabet. They could burp uh, songs. And I was there with my sad, pathetic inability to do a burp at will. I would just have to drink a lot of fizzy uh, fizzy drinks for it to happen. And so that, I can't. I can't. I, it's very sad. That must have been really hard for you. Very, very hard. Very hard. I was an, I was an outcast uh, because of it, you know. Now, I part of the burp gang. I know you said you have a busy couple of years ahead of you. But again, if you have like 18 months to spare, I know a guy up on Andy's mountain who could teach you this. Wow. Yeah. But you know that that's better than hoovering. I would I would do that. Great. It's something I've always dreamed of being able to do. I wish I could do it. Uh, uh, it's a pretty good but, skill. I discovered on accident to... that I can do it. Oh, okay. You discovered an accident. So that's yeah, that's really good. Just one day, it just uh, it was burps. at clown school. I discovered at clown school right. I can burp on command. And sorry, I'm sorry, I'm using I'm using archaic language here that I can top fart on command. Yes, yes, yeah, that's great. Well, I, I was going to say that my situation is not as bad as a friend of mine who, and and this is listeners, this is true, and I hope none of you you suffer this he could he couldn't even burp when he had fizzy drinks he could only burp if he was about to vomit oh and that's the only time so you knew he was going to be sick if he went burp, burp, burp blah, and, I, and and that's the only time burp ever arrived like a warning sign i'm sorry do you mean vomit or do you mean a top pee <laughs> a top pee a, ma- a mouth poop a mouth poop <laughs> That sounds so horrible. <laughs> it doesn't work so well that way. I think Laughing Ninja find that question for a reason. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, I, I suppose it, I probably should check as well because Dr. Glenacy obviously has, uh, as a body part, is that all right to call call him that? Uh, yeah, his preference is to be called a a former part of bodies, but sure, whatever. Former, as a, so, as a, as a former part of bodies, I'm so sorry, Doctor Glenzie, I won't make eye contact. Uh, as a former body parts, you know, is there a thing as well? Because 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 butts, uh, bums, bottoms, um, they have ownership over farts, and it is their thing. Like they, they've you know they've really worked hard to get those right. Um, 
and 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 mouths have their own thing. They've got they've got the burps, they've got the coughs, they've got the vomits, and 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 the eating. You know, whatever. And they can do this. Um, There's that one. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, I'd forgotten about that. That's a whole mm. different world of. You can't do that w- with your butt. So it, yeah. yeah. Um, so so what I'm saying is 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 it if if we assign if we just suddenly let the mouth fart, are we taking something away from the butt? Mm. That's a great question. I'm just going to I'm just going to listen into his answer real quick. Sure. Okay, yeah. Excellent point, doctor. Thank you so much. Um he says that he thinks butts will be okay with that because we are modifying it with the mouth bit. So, mm. if we were just to start referring to burps as farts, there might be some territorial dispute there, but because we're referring to them as mouth farts, you see the word mouth is already modifying the mm. fart to make it clear that we are talking about a a fart from the upper half of the body. Sure. And and would then uh the lower half of the body still would you would you have to start calling them butt farts or are they okay just being farts without any extra bit defining where they're coming from? What's that? Okay, yeah. No, no, he says uh that's up to you. You could add in butt fart for extra clarification, but he thinks fart yeah. is pretty clear as is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like football and American football, isn't it? It is. There's a bit in front. So it's a different thing for the other one. It's a different thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Well, uh, well then I, I suppose, Melissa, the thing to ask you is, would you would you prefer them to be called up? Like, is this something we should all start? Is this something we should all be doing? You know, it, Laughing Ninjas asked the question, but is it actually, is it time for a change? Do, do we need to change the language and, and how we talk about it? You know, that's a that's a great question. And I like to have the options available to us. I really don't think we should limit ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one day it might be a burp. Another day it might be a mouth sneeze. Another day it might be a, a whistle from the downstairs mouth. You know, you just don't know. And I think linguistically, <laughs> you need to give yourself the opportunity to label yeah. what it feels like in the moment. Wow! Wow! A whistle from the downstairs mouth—that's that's that's poetic and yeah, um, it's beautiful. Yeah, that is really beautiful, and I I think you're right. I think we we can all—it's a nice opportunity to use language as well, isn't it? That we can all um, maybe be a bit more imaginative with how we describe these things. You know, not yeah. oh, I just did a fart. I did a a, a buttock yell. You know, there's nice exactly. there's nice ways of a yodel from the it. downstairs. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's beautiful that's really beautiful wow yeah well i think it's you know again you you know you you came in early with with the with the with the information about joints and and with the unicorn spotting and now we've ended in this it's it's almost artistic we've created art i think and and it's all it's all down to laughing and just question obviously but uh, you know thank you melissa it's been um I think we think we've learned a lot more than than I I knew we were going to on on today's show. Thank you so much, and you know, Laughing Ninja, if you're out there listening, uh, please don't eat us. I think we've done our best to answer your question, and uh, therefore, maybe don't don't eat us. That's uh, I'm really pleased you added that. Yeah, I, I, 
the thought of being snuck up on now by silently laughing injuries it actually really ruins my really ruins my day yeah um, it makes me I, almost I ask, yeah oh i was just yeah, saying oh, it makes me almost do a downstairs yodel just thinking about it you know so yeah well exactly 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 <laughs> <laughs> um well I, I was just gonna ask if you got a busy rest of your uh week year century ahead are you, are you off unicorn spotting now yep i got a full day of unicorn spotting then i'm off to a a uh, joint chiefs meeting and by that of course i mean the chiefs of the knees and the elbows mm. and that even the toes will have representation there wow. Um, wow yeah and then after that i'm I'm probably going to go back up to andy's mountain visit some old friends so yeah really really busy few days ahead might do some hoovering but we'll see if there's time yeah of course i mean priorities you know you've got mm. the, it sounds like you've got more important things to do uh, mm. than, than i have so Listen, well, listen, Melissa, thank you for finding the time. Thank you, Dr. Glenacy, for finding the time as well. Um, and I really appreciate uh, your question answering abilities and, and good luck with spotting unicorns and, and seeing the Andes. Thank you so much. Take care. So then where does that leave poor Toad? Thanks so much to Melissa McGlenzie and, of course, her knee for taking time to answer Laughing Ninja's question. Uh, Laughing Ninja, I do hope you're happy with the answer. And if not, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm already upset that you've got me so confused about toads. So, frankly, I'm not going to pay any attention to any complaints that you send in anyway. Uh, if you lot out there, yes, you other listeners want to send in any questions that you need to have answered, then do ask your glumbums, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Any Christmas ones need to be sent in by December the 15th. If they arrive after that, they will not be on the episode. Um, if those same grown-ups want to help support the show, they can sign up to the advert-free limited edition for a small fee, which is super easy to do on Apple Podcasts or far more complicated to do on Acast Plus or Patreon. And don't forget to check out our live shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk and our t-shirts and book at comedyclubforkids.store. Okay, right, so while you were listening to that bit, I put in an order at Toads R Us for a box of Toads. It was like on special offer, so I thought, well, I may as well get a whole box, right? And they should be arriving any minute. Now. Brilliant. Right, let me open this up and... Toads! See, I knew it. They do exist. I can pick them up and everything. Hang on. Why is my hand now covered in paint? Hold on, that isn't a toad. It's a frog in makeup. And this one is a duck wearing a hat. And this one... Hello, I'm Alan, professional toad impersonator at your service. What? This is so weird. Right, listeners, do you know a toad? Are you a toad that listens to this show? Let me know, because I'm certain they exist. Wait, and now my car is being towed away from outside, so that must be real. Hang on, I don't even have a car. Why is it being taken away by a man dressed as a toad? Hello, I'm also a car taker away impersonator. Oh, so many mysteries, so little toad. I'd better go get my car back even though it isn't mine. Hey, you! Bye! You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, radio nonsense, it's the end.